Hello everyone, welcome to episode 22 of the Film is Dead podcast. The date is the 14th of February, Valentine's Day, 2021, and my name is John. Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm James. And this week, uh, to celebrate Valentine's Day, we're talking about My Bloody Valentine from uh, 2009, although Nick, you've watched the 1981 version. <laughs> I, I have watched the wrong version, yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> I, I, I can I can talk about that. <laughs> yeah. that. That might be a good thing, though. I mean, we've, we've, we've all seen, well, we've both seen two different versions. Are they, are they shot for shot or what? Well, John's not shot for shot, but John's actually watched similar. both versions anyway. Right. So, um, yeah. So you could be the middleman then because you've seen them both. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, talk about the uh, what crosses over kind of thing. But, uh, other than that, though, how are you guys doing? Yeah, very well. Yeah, all surviving this cold weather. Oh, just about, but yeah, it's so cold. Yeah, we were just saying before, like it's the coldest. We've had a really harsh winter. Like January was really cold and wet, it just seemed to be raining all the time. It wasn't and mega cold January, though, was it? It was like zero or like one degree or something. When it wasn't like horrifically cold it wasn't, wasn't nice was it yeah not like it now like now it's kind of like dry we've had a bit of snow and stuff haven't we it's not raining so much but it's just just absolutely bitterly cold kind of thing. and the wind chill is fucking freezing as well mm. yeah and uh we're still in lockdown as well all of us still in lockdown uh what's well, no, there there's a bit of light at the end of the tunnel in there yeah that's the thing like i'm seeing today like there's more and more growing feeling that like by May all restrictions will be lifted apparently. Again, don't quote me on this. I'm, you know, I'm just hitting yeah. what I'm hearing about like what MPs are saying and stuff like that. It does seem to be a feeling that like during March and April stuff will get stripped back. So hopefully by May we'll just be back to normal for a few months until probably winter time. And, <laughs> until and, another another and, strain coming out. And they like easing the lockdown a bit at the beginning of March anyway. Like that is actually confirmed. Yeah, apparently the kids are going back to school the 6th of March. Yeah. I think it's the 8th of March, and then after that, make, as long as they're saying that everything's going to be, you know, still still okay sort of thing, then then things will start getting restri- uh, restrictions lifted. But I did read some, somewhere that pubs might be opening and they might be allowed to serve boo- booze without food, which would be nice, wouldn't it? That would be nice. Yeah, would be Potentially by Easter time, but when is Easter April, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, just thinking ahead, like I just cannot wait for that first night when lockdown is over. We'll all have to yeah. just go to the pub and get absolutely hammered, kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot. I, I've, I've, have you seen the, the viral video that came out a few months ago? And it was like an Irish, like a gang of Irish lads going into this pub and they're like, they're, they're being enticed back in and they're, they're like scared. They're looking around like, what, what, what is this sort of thing? <laughs> oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's going to be like that. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a thing on her Twitter before. Somebody posted something saying, like, the first night after lockdown, when you're in the pub and the first barmaid drops that pint glass and you wear that shatter, it'll be the loudest <laughs> shit that has ever got up ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I <heard> that. <laughs> <laughs> thought that was quite good. Mm. Yeah, uh, so hopefully by May, we might actually be able to do a podcast when we see each other in the flash. Yeah. Been a long time. I think it was summertime sometime, wasn't it? It was whenever the, whenever the lockdown restrictions were sort of yeah it would have been yeah, summer, think, yeah. was it wild wild west last one we did yeah 
We did an outdoor, the outdoor ones and everything. Didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> Remember how hot it was that day, like the hottest day of the year, wasn't it? Really was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Zali, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we'll get into a bit of news if you guys are okay with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, but one last thing is nice yeah. that uh, it's getting it's uh, the sun's setting a bit later in the day now. We noticed. Yeah. I have noticed. Not, I'm not going home at night anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've noticed that because uh, I've been working in the front room and like in the, in the deepest, darkest depth of winter, it was like 2.30 in the afternoon. I had to turn a big light on because it was that <laughs> dark. Horrible, is not it? Yeah, and now it's like 4.30. We've got to turn the big light on like, oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. We're getting sun, I mean, I think it's still kind of light at five and then by six o'clock, it's like, it's like twilight. At the end of twilight, it's like six now, isn't it? So it's like, <clears> yeah. you feel like you get more for your money, don't you? We're definitely getting there. This has been like the worst, <clears throat> worst winter ever, I think. But yeah, yeah. Been nothing to do. It's been freezing and yeah. everyone locked down. Yeah, yeah hopefully. Yeah, again, from what I saw today, the people there is a feeling that this will be the last big lockdown, apparently. But again, I'll believe it when I see it, kind of thing. Yeah, do you think that by winter there'll be other precautions in place? We won't have mm. to do this again, kind of thing. But will the Olympics go ahead? You think? Oh, I don't know. Actually, they are <clears throat> they are really pushing it, but I honestly don't know. I don't think I don't think it should be personally. Not really. If nothing else, it's not fair, is it? Well, actually, saying that though, like in America, rugby's on and stuff though. Yeah, and in, in America, like I've been watching the NFL and keeping up with the NFL and stuff. Yeah, and like they have fans at stadiums and stuff. Like the Super Bowl was on last weekend, and there was twenty five thousand fans there at the Super Bowl. So, what's America's like death per day though? I honestly don't know anymore. I don't know who. I've lost track of who's actually handling it well now. Other than New Zealand, I don't yeah. know anyone else. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound it. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone else just fucked pretty much. They are cases as well, apparently. Yeah. Well, yeah. Have you guys got anything else before we get into news? I don't know. No. Cool, cool. I've got a couple of stories here, Jimbo, that you've actually been posting in the group this week. Mm. You've been ahead of the curve with this. Uh, the first one is the Gina Carano one. She, mm. I say she's been fired by Disney, but the statement was more like, we've got no been plans to work with her. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like when they word it in a way, like, it's like, like a we have no plans. Yeah. <laughs> we have no plans to work with her in the future kind of thing. It's basically saying, fuck off that, isn't it, really? But I've got a sneaking feeling, like, Disney do this. The They're probably thinking, we had a, a spin-off planned. This is worth millions kind of thing. If... If we just say we're not working with her, because they're not planning to do Mandalorian Series 3 for a while yet anyway, I don't think. No, no. That Boba Fett show's coming out, isn't it, this, this Christmas? Boba Fett's coming out this this Christmas, and then Mandalorian's coming out in about 18 months, apparently. Well, about half, about six months after Boba Fett. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They did this thing with James Gunn, where they fired James Gunn for some, like, just, like, badly worded jokes that he put on Twitter and stuff. Uh, he's the director of the Guardians of the Galaxy films. They fired him. Oh, yeah. And then they rehired him about six months later, just on the quiet kind of thing. <laughs> so strange. So I've got a feeling like, <clears throat> what's the space kind of thing? Like, I wouldn't be shocked if they go back and rehire her in the future. But saying that, though, again, you mentioned she's gone to a... She's working for Dave Pryor with Ben yeah. Shapiro, which I'm, I'm not massively against uh, her doing that, but she's putting herself in a kind of difficult position whereby... 
a lot of Hollywood don't like Ben Shapiro kind of thing. No. Do you know what I mean? It's like she's almost cutting her own nose off to spite her face kind of thing by doing it. Yeah, then again, you know I mean, mean if Disney said they want her back, who's to say she would go? Yeah, I think it's one of them. I think she probably would. She'd be, <laughs> if they yeah. asked to, she'd probably jump through hoops to get back there kind of thing. But, Props, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it's a... Uh, it's been a week of like uh, of scandals kind of thing. Yeah. She got fired. Has anybody got a quote of the actual tweet that she put about the Holocaust or something like that? Oh, it's... I'm not going to hang, but I, I have it... I have got it on my phone, but I'm recording on my phone at the moment. Oh. So. Well, it was but, um... Um, people have, have said it was anti-Semitic. I'm not. I'm quite sensitive to stuff like that, but I don't think it. It's badly. It's a bad, a bad analogy, basically. It's a really yeah, bad analogy. I wouldn't say it was anti-Semitic. It's kind of like, I think we mentioned in the group, like Jeremy Corbyn. Import taste, in it? Yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. It's more like in, in poor taste than, than racist, I think. But yeah, it's like uh, Jeremy Corbyn got fired from the Labour Party for being anti-Semitic. And like, obviously, I've never met the guy, but I think Jeremy Corbyn is probably the, the, most, the least racist person on the planet, kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would, I would much rather have a physical fight with... Jeremy Corbyn than a more Gina Carano as well. <laughs> well, it depends, depends on what, what how physical it got, I suppose. But I would pay to see you fight both of them. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I think uh, I just think with stuff like that, it's a very sensitive topic, and people jump to the accusations very quickly. Like the J- Jeremy Corbyn thing, I don't even know what he, he was meant to have said or done. You know what I mean? So no. I've got fight. But I think anyway, now I think he's back in the Labour Party getting this, so they're kind of like they're talking back on the quiet. Like but Disney yeah. probably went over Gina Carano. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just feel like it's a very it's a very dodgy ground kind of thing. I mean, I'm just I think in her from her point of view, why on earth did she not just delete Twitter? Is Twitter that important to her? Yeah. It's cost her like the best job <laughs> of her life, kind of thing. Is mad. Do you, know, do you know what I mean? Like, just delete Twitter. It's not that important. Did you, kind of did you hear about that 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 case in Scotland recently about that? Um, <clears throat> just in India, obviously. And what's this? Uh, Captain Tom, is it the uh, the old bloke who oh, raised yeah. all that money for cancer? Uh, like, what was it? A charity, and then he died recently. Yes, the NHS once. Yeah, he's raising. Yeah, money. yeah, he raised all the money for the NHS, and then this um, so some scally from Scotland has uh, tweeted saying. Uh, yeah, he's, he can, he's a fucking knobhead and he deserved to die and stuff like that. So, and, and he, he actually got he's been arrested for it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what he tweeted, but I heard that he'd been arrested. Though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a bit grim. You don't say that, but I mean, it's not really a crime, though, is it? Yeah, it's not really no, a crime. I don't think. I think a crime that it would be something like I'm going, I'm going to hurt you, or I think we should like like start an insurrection or something like that. Then that could be considered a crime. I think. Yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah, uh, that is a weird one because it's just like, regardless of how what how daft of an opinion it is that's passing, mm. it's just an opinion on one person, isn't it? It's not like, yeah. I said, not breaking the law, but... but no, it's not hurting anyone, it's pissing people off, yeah, but it's not hurting anyone, is it? I think yeah, if you say racist worse. stuff, I mean, I mean, even then, people say racist stuff on the internet all the time, get away with it, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But like I say, it is a weird one. And like, just moving on, on that kind of, on that train of thought. Another big story this week was uh, Joss Whedon. Oh, yeah. Uh, few, yeah. Yeah, like he's had a bit of, 
a bit of scandal over the last few years anyway. I think he cheated on his wife with someone or something like that. Right. I might, I might be totally misquoting him here. I, I apologise. I, I don't know why. Not, not no offence to any... Oh, I presumed he was gay for some reason. I'm not sure why. I think maybe I don't know. I think I'm, I think he's married. Well, well, he's he married, right? Yeah, actually, yeah. But, uh, David uh, Michael Barrymore was married and he was gay. So yeah, Philip Schofield. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I saw a funny, a funny meme of uh, uh, Michael Barrymore's head on um, Wade Wilson's body. It's only said just Deadpool at the bottom of it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah. It, that is that is Deadpool in it. Deadpool's name in it. Wade Wilson. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was funny. But it's a Mickey take of a uh, Deathstroke, isn't it? Is he called Slade Wilson? Yeah, it's Slade <laughs> Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joss Whedon has been accused of being like a bit of a bully on the set of Buffy. Uh, I think Chris McCartney. Is it like a Weinstein sort of thing? Oh, it's not. It's not as bad as well. I don't know. It's kind of as bad, isn't it? In a way. But, but wasn't there like uh, younger actors that um, had to have like constant like security around it or something because of him? Oh, no, yeah. Michelle. Tra- yeah, Michelle Trachtenberg, who played the younger sister of Buffett, she's uh, yeah. had a few complaints about him as well. No way. But this like, is the Cordelia, isn't it? The uh, she's. Yeah, oh. that's right. Uh, Christopher Carpenter, who played Cordelia, has said that. He bullied her, and like when she was pregnant, he really held it against her, as if to say, like you ruined, like, ruined the show. Yeah, yeah, ruining the show by being pregnant, kind of thing. Yeah. But like I said, it's not—it's nothing like the Weinstein thing. It's just like the Weinstein thing was abusing his power to get hot young women, women basically. Uh, <laughs> like, whereas, whereas Josh Whedon has just been bullying people. Yeah, well, but it seems like Alfred Hitchcock did similar things, didn't he? Like he, he got fuming with women when they got pregnant and stuff, and just like did, did refuse to work with them again because they felt sort of the, yeah. not virgin anymore and they're not pure. This is totally it. Like I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm defending bullying behaviour. Tarantino and people like that. He's he's not been um, he's been accused of similar things as well, hasn't he? Yeah, like this is the thing when you're making. I know, I know, it's only a Buffy TV show, so people might not hold it in high regard, but. Mm. When you're making stuff that's considered to be art, kind of thing, it's like uh, Stanley Kubrick with The Shining. Like he famously, pretty much bullied uh, Sean yes. Mal. I remember reading this. This came out recently again, didn't it? I remember it circulating on the internet a couple of months ago. Yeah, it's always been a thing. I think this one, but like mm. he, she claims that he bullied her, and like just kind of like treated her badly on set. But it was almost like. He was doing it for her to get into the part of again. I'm, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm like belittling kind of what he did, but like he almost did it to like get a performance out of her because she's supposed to be terrified and beaten in the film kind of thing. I think that's what Tarantino. That's what his excuse was as well on it sort of thing. Yeah. So like it's the same with Jack Nicholson. Like he drove Jack Nicholson to the point of like madness kind of thing. He made him do like takes like a hundred times and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Purely so he would get somewhere where he would could portray a maniac. You know what I mean? <laughs> Bored with it, and he was sick of it, sort of thing, and he was just losing his mind. Yeah. So, like, when you look at that, like that could be definitely construed as being like bullying behaviour. But yeah, he's doing it to create something, to like create art, kind of thing, for, for want of a better word. And then he, well, I think we've mentioned before, like David O. Russell, he famously like treats people badly on his films, and him and George Clooney had a big fist fight over it. Mm-hmm. And 
But whereas George Clooney, when he's directing, he's the nicest guy in the world. But all of his films are like bland and boring. Do you know yeah. what I mean? The Midnight Sky, whatever it's called, that day. Yeah, and you know, just like the, the Monuments Men and stuff like that. I've never actually all seen that. Before. Just they're okay, like just nice, safe yeah. films kind of thing. You know, none of them like The Shining or anything. So maybe there is some like, something in it, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Come on, I mean, it was an interesting program at the time. It was kind of cutting edge. It was kind of, it was pro, it was girl power sort of thing at a time when you know, it wasn't as popular. I don't think. But yeah, I just think that like these directors and, and writers and stuff, treat they do you know they, they can treat people badly, but sometimes it results in the film being amazing. Like, <laughs> Uma Thurman. Yeah, she, Uma Thurman said that she'd like forgiven. Quentin Tarantino because the performance is so good. Like she hurt herself on set or something, didn't she? Or I think he spat on her. But I think she. I think she was okay with it. Yeah, <laughs> she, she, she didn't say she forgave him because I don't think she ever like. Uh, yeah, she didn't like to accuse him of anything. Yeah. Yeah, uh, she she was just like well, that's right. That's how you get the best performance. <laughs> right. Okay. So she was just completely okay with that the whole time. Yeah. 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 In fact, if anything, more, Quentin. If anything, it was more like a safety thing because like. He was saying, like, we did a scene where someone spits on you. I think it might be a case where she was like, the only person I trust to do it is you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want anybody else spitting right. on you. Kind of thing. <laughs> if she does uh, get spat on in, is it Kill Bill or something like that? Yeah, it's Kill Bill, yeah. It's in the church, yeah, that's right. Uh, so, yeah, I just feel like sometimes, I think if we're going to make, obviously, it's not good what Josh Whedon's been doing if it's true, but I think by just taking the rough edges off everything, we're going to make, like, all films just bland and boring, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like when people start taking drugs to make music, isn't it? It's like, yeah, it's a very good comparison, yeah. <laughs> you get boring, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I just think maybe there is something to it that sometimes genius filmmakers have to be a bit of a bit of a bellend, you know what I mean? Lose <laughs> cannon yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. Well, uh, talking of bellends... Uh, Got onto the last bit of news if that's okay. How are you, uh, Steve? I mean, oh no, uh, Army <laughs> Hammer. Oh yeah, Bella. Oh, has, has <laughs> yeah. there been an update on this story? Or? There's a, there's a personal update for me. I found out some information from the last oh, pod. Okay, but uh, I keep on seeing people tweeting saying like, "When is this Army Hammer news going to drop?" I feel like everyone is just waiting for it to be like revealed as like he's killed someone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would be horrible, but it would be so interesting. Someone's gonna like find out that one of his girlfriends went missing about five years ago or something. <laughs> oh, do, you reckon, do you reckon people are like looking into it, trying to actually find evidence of it and stuff? I mean, other than the police, I mean, do you reckon it's just like web sleuths just all over? We should it? do it. We should do a podcast on Army Hammer. Mm. Like serial, we'll try and uncover what was his past girlfriend and stuff. And... <laughs> yeah. Well, there's been a, I think uh, his attorney has tweeted something recently, t- words like, um, yeah, he's never like, chopped anyone's toe off. He's never hurt and killed anybody. It's just like, he's yeah. having a bit of fun. Obviously, the words to that effect, I can't remember exactly what he said, but yeah, you would say that, wouldn't you? You're his fucking lawyer. I mean, again, though, in terms of like the reaction to it, I think the only thing that's happened here is that one of his ex-girlfriends has tweeted a few pictures out saying like oh he bit me on the shoulder it's very like hearsay you know what I mean like mm-hmm. people people have just seen these tweets and like fired him from stuff and it's like surely you need to if you're going to accuse him of stuff surely you've got to go to court over it you can't just tweet out a few things and yeah you know back I mean, you could probably have a look at the dental records of him and something like that and check out whether or not he did bite it might have just been 
a, a bit kinky yes. writing. I mean, each to their own, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, could be anything. But uh, my update with it is, is that I mentioned last week on the pod that he was involved with the Armand Hammer toothpaste company, and I've looked, <laughs> I've looked into this and done deep dive on it. He is the heir to the Armand Hammer toothpaste company. But the way it came about was his grandfather was called Armand Hammer. So his name was like Armand. Yeah. And every, everyone assumed he owned the Armand Hammer toothpaste company. So what, like, you know, at dinner parties and stuff, people were saying like, oh, Armand, you own that uh, you own that toothpaste company, don't you? Yeah. Like, no, I fucking don't. I've got nothing to do with it. We stop, stop <laughs> asking about it. It was fuming, like, everyone just assumed he owned Armand Hammer toothpaste company. <laughs> So he went and bought it because he was so pissed off that everyone assumed he owned it. He went and bought it. Not exactly. So, yeah. So he's actually called Armand Hammer, but he, it wasn't named after him. He went and bought the company because he was annoyed that everyone assumed he owned it. <laughs> Amazing. That's so Army Hammer is now heir to the Armand Hammer toothpaste company. That was literally like me just saying if I was rich or something and people was like, like, I could buy KFC or something like that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. People assume you were Colonel Sanders. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think uh, we've updated it on Army Hammer. Oh, not really news or anything, but did you, do you guys know how Houdini died? Harry Houdini? No. I've watched... I'm not going to be able to answer your question, but just as a quick tidbit, I forgot to mention it. I watched it before the last podcast. It was um, James Randi who died recently. He was like a, a, an illusionist and a sort of a debunker of um, spiritualists and Yuri Geller and people like that. Oh, um, right. And he, he based loads of his stuff on Harry Houdini. Well, you've literally mentioned what I'm going to come on to, eh, Jim Bowler? But, uh, are you psychic? You might have a bit of a, <laughs> a psychic power. <laughs> but the Houdini thing, like, he died because a fan said, can I... He was known for doing like feats of strength and stuff like that, as well as magic and stuff. Oh, I remember that. I think I know what you're going to say. We were about this, and a fan said to him, "Like, can I punch him in the stomach? Because I want to see if you are actually, you know, as good as you say you are." And uh, the thing is, though, Houdini was really ill because he shattered his ankle. He had a broken ankle at the time, so he, he agreed to it to please this fan. But he didn't kind of like tighten his stomach in time. This guy whacked him in the stomach. And apparently burst his appendix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he he was really ill with appendicitis. And the doctor was saying, like, you've got to go to hospital kind of thing. And he was like, no, I'm doing this one show tonight. Then I'll go after that. He did a show with a burst appendix and a broken ankle. And then went to the hospital and died from appendicitis. Fucking hell. Yeah. But, like, you apparently, want- the thing is, he can't cause appendicitis by being, by, by, uh, by injury, you know what I mean? Like it's that could, like, have, that could have just um, maybe he already had appendicitis, and this this just sort of like yeah, into exactly. it, yeah, yeah. He probably it was probably already ill, and that's just set it off even yeah. worse, kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah, it's just a weird little thing. But as you mentioned, Jimbo, he was famously anti-spiritualist and stuff like that, mm. and he set up a thing with a with his uh, wife, whereby. He, they had a code they worked out together. So, like he said, like if I die, we've got this code. You yeah. go to a psychic, and if my, when I'm dead, if there's actually a thing that's coming back as a ghost, I'll pass a message to you with through the yeah, code. Yeah. My mum has got to say the same thing. So if she ever dies, she'll apparently tell oh, me. Really? Yeah, <laughs> that's good. 
But yes, we died, and his wife, his wife went to a lot of psychics and stuff. And none of them could uh, could pass on the message of uh, through through the code. So like, it's just it's, it's all bollocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm not saying there's no such thing as ghosts, but we, we haven't proven it yet, have we? No one's been able to prove it, have they? No. We'll have to work out a code for one of us. I'll probably be dead in the next five years or something. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll only get COVID as soon as the pub's open. <laughs> it's all down to you, Nick. You'll, uh, you'll, I'll tell you the password. Then, uh... <laughs> I, I, I guarantee you two will outlive me. <laughs> <laughs> what a miserable fucker you are, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> It's like from the competition who can die first. <laughs> yeah. We'll be like trying to like outdo each other. <laughs> I think I'm all done for news. Have you guys got anything else? No, I think that's about it. Not much has happened really, has it, since uh not since really. last time. Especially not in the movie world because no, no it's been a quiet one, isn't it? Although we have had a brand new trailer today for Justice League. Ah, you, you, yeah. Uh, does it? I'm not not watched it yet, but does it show the new Joker in it? Well, it does. It, it, it does. Yeah, it does. I've seen it's a screenshot. Is it Jared Leto? Is it? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It, it's like the same Joker, but with like long hair. It's mad. And with yeah, is he in jail or something? So what? Is he in jail or something in the trailer? Uh, I don't know actually. I thought I, for some reason I, had, I remember him sitting on like a waterfront. Ah, oh, right. Has he, got, has he got less tattoos than normal on it? Yeah, it did look like he had less tattoos. Yeah, like he, he designed him to make him look cool better or something like yeah. Because he's, I'm not really, I don't really know much about DC stuff, but apparently, like on the internet, people take the piss out of Jared Leto's Joker all the time. I'm not gonna lie, I I actually don't mind Jared Leto's Joker. It's it's just a completely different um, and new spin on it, so it, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> I think okay. uh, I think I think Joe called it like a hot topic Joker, and I think that's pretty much. It's it like, yeah, got like the dyed hair. He's got like gold teeth and stuff. Yeah, you know, it's a bit like a bit of a trend, trendy Joker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like when people cool have you seen people who make on the internet people who make memes of Bart Simpson, but wearing like a Supreme T-shirt and like smoking a spliff with like a gangster chain on it, and just, <laughs> it just looks fucking pathetic. <laughs> It reminds me it's of that. that. Yeah, it's that kind of joker, definitely. And I think mm. they've, uh, I think they've stripped it all back in this one. Like they've given them like long hair, and like I say they've cut down the tattoos. And I imagine the gold teeth are probably gone. So, mm. yeah, probably. Yeah, good. But yeah, just uh, one of the films we'll talk about later on is a new Jared Leto film as well, where he plays a bit of a, a bit of a maniac too. All right, all right, all right, a bit of a teaser. We'll get to that. All right, guys, have you got any any other news you want to mention? Oh no! Right then, we'll get into the main film, which is My Bloody Valentine. In three D. In three D. Okay. Uh, so, Nick, have you got any plot synopsis there? Do indeed. Tom returns to his hometown on the tenth anniversary of the Valentine's Night Massacre that claimed the lives of twenty-two people. Instead of a homecoming, Tom finds himself suspected of committing the murders. And it seems like his old flame is the only one that believes he's innocent. Okay, here's a clip. Sarah, they're dead! They're all dead! Come on, come on, let's go! Go, hurry up! Come on! Sarah! Faster! Faster! Ah! 
Okay, that was my bloody Valentine. Uh, we'll just mention that you were saying then, Jimbo, you've watched the 2009 version. Yeah. Nicholas watched the 1981 version, mm-hmm. and I've watched them both. So we're, between us, we've pretty much covered all the bases kind of thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, we'll just start off like, I mentioned there that they do a bit of a twist when the remake where, oh, by the way, spoilers. So if you, you know, if you're interested in watching these, probably check them out before we talk about them. So... Uh, they do a bit of a twist in the new one where they change the killer. In the fir- in the original film, the killer is Axel, but then in the remake, the killer is uh, Jensen Ackles. I can't think what his, what his character name is now, but yeah. uh, but you were just saying that they, they reminded you of uh, two year old work colleagues. Yeah, the detective guy reminds me of Gaz, and, and the, the Jensen Ackles. Uh, yeah, and the. Uh, the, the, the ex-boyfriend that came back to town is uh, Hoyles, Ben Hoyles, who's been on the podcast yeah. before. He's, that's who's portraying him. So if either of those are listening, then they should watch that film and imagine themselves in that role. I think they'll both be happy with that, definitely. <laughs> so yeah, so uh... the, the, the 70s one, is that... Because I, I want to... The thing is, I've not watched the remake of The Thing. That's on my list to, 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 to watch. Yeah. Because um, I think... Were we talk, did, I, did I talk about the, the, the original thing in the last pod? You mentioned it, I think. Uh, the thing is, the the thing that we're talking about <laughs> originally is actually a remake of The Thing from Another World. And then the new film in 2013, or 2011, I think it was, is a prequel mm. to the John Carpenter yeah. thing. Yeah. That's what we were talking about, isn't it? So is that the same case with, with My Bloody Valentine? Is Because there's a few... This this on the new one, the two thousand and eight or nine one. Um, it, it, there's a few sort of throwbacks. At it. it seems like that they're making references to the original film, but I've not seen it. But I know you, you Nick, you have, and, and both of you have seen the original one. It is is it like a sort of history repeating itself in the same town, or is it supposed to be completely different? Or it's literally exactly the same as the uh, the remake, other than. In the remake, they spend the first like twenty-five minutes showing you the original killings, like yeah. So is which it, I found quite interesting. So is the original killings? Did they happen in the original film? Then it shows you them bits from are they from the original? It film doesn't show you in the original film. It just picks up and like it's just a town that had like murders happen like twenty years ago or whatever it was. Oh, okay. so so you mean in this new one, it shows you the killings that happened twenty years prior. Yeah, I think they changed it to 10 years in this one. Oh, they so they're all like teenagers. But uh, what's he called? The killer Harry something in it? Uh, Harry, yeah. Harry Styles or something. That, I was going to say. That was the first thing that came to my that head. The first that came to my head. <laughs> <laughs> That's the bliminal shit or something. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, in, in the remake, they actually show you the night where he he like uh, escaped from hospital and killed everyone in the uh, in the mines kind of thing. Yeah, and then it flashes forward ten years, and the people who are involved are all like ten years older, and that's where like Jensen Ackles comes back to town after being away for ten years, or whatever it is, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's the the big difference, really. That the original it, it is a remake. It's not a sequel at all, is it? Then no, but it's a, definitely a remake. Telling the it, same it story, pays homage a few times, sort of thing. Yeah, I mean that's worth mentioning. Like uh, in, in the remake, Nick. When it shows you the killings from like ten years ago, yeah. it's 
pretty gory, I think. Like, this is one thing that I like about yeah. the films. I don't think it's particularly a good film, but it's a good slasher film, though. Like, the gore and the kills and stuff and the gore is, like, ridiculous kind of, kind of thing. The, uh, the bit of the hospital where the, the killer escapes the hospital yeah. and the police come in to check it out. Yeah. Like, pe- people literally chopped in half of the waist and stuff. There's, like, yeah. <laughs> there's like dismembered bodies just being hung from the ceiling and stuff. Like, it it's like, yeah. Jesus exactly. It's pretty good. Special effects are really good. I don't know what the budget was on it, but it's got a relatively big budget, especially for its day. Like, it was all in 3D, so I'm not sure whether they used... I don't think they use 3D cameras. I think they've done something else. I'm not, it was kind of at the, the dot. I know 3D cinema has been a thing for probably getting on for as long as cinema has been a thing. It's, it's at least 70 or 80 years old 3D stuff in it. But yeah. I feel as though the technology in 2008 or nine, wherever it was, wasn't up to scratch. We I, we watched it in 2D. Obviously, I've not got a 3D TV. Um, and it, yeah, it, it looked it looked okay, and some of the 3D effects kind of did look okay. There was one bit that I remember, and it's where the, what, what's the what's the bad guy's name name again? Harry Styles. Harry Styles, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Harry Styles. <laughs> they've got the gas mask and everything on, and it, it cuts to a first person perspective of a miner wearing the goggles and stuff, and the the pickaxe goes through the goggles, and then because if it, it's the goggles that you're wearing as a viewer, and I thought it was quite I like that in a way. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, this is the first film I watched in 3D, the cinema. Avatar came out like about two months earlier, but I watched that in 2D because I, I felt it sound like oh, in 3D. Uh, Avatar. Yeah. Yeah, that was like the, the big first big 3D film on Avatar. Stereoscopic like. cameras, like two lenses there. And it, it's because there's so yeah. many issues that there's so much that can go wrong with making a 3D film. It, it, it's all, Maybe that's why it's not such a commonplace thing. I mean, I know that films are shot in 3D now with proper 3D cameras and stuff. But going back to when we were talking about, well, a year ago now, whatever it was, the what's the latest Martin Scorsese one? The, uh, the Irishman. Huh? Uh, the Irishman. The Irishman, yeah. They had they had to use two cameras for that, didn't they? And there was loads yeah. of hoops that they had to jump through. But I imagine it's even worse when you're trying to pair to exact the same camera with the same lens. You're focusing them both at the same time. You need probably two camera people to to operate it, and then to focus pullers, and and everything needs to be exactly the same. So I imagine making a three D film, I wouldn't even know where to begin with that. That sounds complicated, and it just looks as though this film has been. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe someone could correct me, but it seems like it was just shot in a traditional way, but similar to you know Final Destination in three D. Yeah, is maybe. Emily, we, we, we I was watching it, Emily, and she said it just reminds me of Final Destination, and I was like, actually, yeah, it reminds me of Final Destination as well. Mm-hmm. The, the defo do the gimmicky 3D thing. Like, I mean, this is the first the first one I watched in 3D, and I've got to admit, it, it probably blew me away at the time, just because I've not seen anything like it before. But, like, you know, after you've watched a few 3D films, you get bored of it, don't you, kind of thing. Yeah. But they probably go to town in this one. Like, the first bit I remember noticing, there's a bit where all the teenagers are talking behind the fence, and the camera pans along the fence. And, like, you can see you can see the depth perspective. <clears throat> You've got the fence, then you've got teenage, teenagers behind it. And like it really felt like the fence was kind of like in your face yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, and I was like, oh my God, a fence. I can't believe it. <laughs> 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 Look how good that fence is. And like there's a bit then after that, it shows a, like a, a close up in the hospital with a hand dripping blood. And the blood's dripping onto the camera. And it's like, again, it's like gimmicky 3D kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, and there's one bit as well where they're trying to escape and the killer throws the pickaxe and it goes through the car windshield, but it like it comes right, right in your face. 
yeah, it's like that close to you kind of thing. And again, like in 3D, I was like, wow, that's amazing. Well, it's just a gimmick, and you get used to it. I've yeah. got two or three films, and you're like, it's not that impressive kind of thing. But it's, it's I mean, the I Naked think, Lady, isn't it? The Naked Lady scene, that is it? No, sorry, that's the bit at the start where the actual Harry Styles killer is in the, the mines. Yeah. And the teenagers get into the car to drive away, and they leave oh, just oh, after the mines. And he goes out to catch them. He's supposed to pick at the car kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, I appreciate how gory it is, because at, at the time, a lot of horror was going proper like the other way, going really safe. Like, they remade Prom Night, and I'm pretty sure there's no blood in that film whatsoever, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, I appreciate the fact it's so over the top with the gore and stuff like yeah. that. It was Final, final Destination level of gore, I think. Yeah. And like I, I say, the fact that... that the... Well, that's worth mentioning. In terms of the 3D films, can you guys even remember the last time you saw a film in 3D, or even, like, had the option to? I don't even know where... Yeah. At some point in the last two or three years, 3D films have just died, and I don't know exactly when it happened. I remember going to the cinema and there being an option between it in 3D or 2D, and I've just picked 2D. I've thought I've done that in the in the past five years, I think, but not I've not watched 3D. I think that that, that might be. I remember I was saying on the on the group chat, wasn't I? I've, I don't know if at some point that we can put this on something so people could see it, but. I've got a, a, a Facebook memory that came up from 2008. It was like February, whatever, it was yeah. a week ago. And it just says, uh, I've just seen uh, the Final Destination. No, I've just seen uh, My Bully Valentine in 3D, and it was poo. That was my review uh, you know, <laughs> in 2008, so like 12 years ago, whenever it came out. <laughs> well, that's worth mentioning, like. Longer. I think, like, like yeah, we mentioned on the podcast, like me, Nick, Jono, and Joe. I've been to the uh, the IMAX a few times to watch films like we watched Dunkirk and uh, Batman v Superman, mm. Star Wars Rogue One. Were you there that night, Jimbo? I don't think you were, were you? For Rogue no, One. I don't. I don't think I was. I've, I've watched a couple of Star Wars films with you, but I don't think we watched Rogue One. We never watched well, it. We did, did we? We did. We didn't do. Or did we do? We did. We not know. Oh, I don't know. I thought we, I thought we might have done, but you might be right. We might have chose not to. I feel like Joe had a problem with doing it because of his glasses. Oh, um, right. I was just thinking then, like that might have been one of the last 3D films, but we probably didn't watch with 3D then either, to be honest. You know what? Like, I wear glasses to well most of the time, and to, to look at a, do a screen that's far away, I would need to wear glasses, and that's a problem when, when you need 3D goggles as well. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that. Yeah, so I think I think 3D. Once we come back after COVID, I think 3D might be finally dead. I think. <laughs> and I mean, we're not going to be putting shared items onto each other's faces. Is that, is that what you mean? Yeah, that's a good point, actually. But I, I just feel like, in general, I just think once films come back, I don't think 3D will. I think they'll, they'll, they'll forget that. <laughs> if they do want to keep it, they just have like a bucket of sanitized water. You just chuck them into it at the end. Yeah, chuck it in the bucket. <laughs> don't mind, pal. Uh, people just nick them anyway, though, don't they? People just steal the goggles. Come on. Yeah, I just took them on with me half the time, like, yeah. <laughs> Do they work with normal, <laughs> conventional 3D TVs? If you bought a 3D TV, can they, you know, the glass? No, it's different, different technology. Is it? Yeah, they're actually, like, powered, the ones with TVs and stuff at home. But again, 3D... Yeah, like, home, t- home 3D TVs are just dead now as well, aren't they? It's not a thing anymore. And same with curved stuff. I don't, I've not seen a curved TV for a while. I've got to admit, I'd love a curved TV, but yeah, it feels like that, that died off kind of thing. I think curved computer monitors are still a thing, but I don't... I, maybe curved TVs 
it's still a thing, but I, I've not seen one. Recently. Yeah, it's a shame I missed that one. I'd have loved the curve TV, but too late now they've gone, haven't they? Like my phone is like got a curved screen on it, not in a good way though. Like it hurt, like the edges, so it cascades oh, off like, the side, like concave or convex or something. It's sort yeah. of yeah, I suppose it's convex in some respect. It just like drips the screen, drips over the edge like icing on a like wet icing on a cake. It just like goes over <laughs> the edges in a way. But I don't understand the the, the function of that. Yeah. Oh, is it Samsung, your phone? No, it's a Huawei P30. Ah, right, right. But yeah, I think the Samsung, I think all of them do it now. I don't know why. Yeah, they have that, uh, that edge to it. One other thing that the uh, in this film that you, you kind of mentioned before, Jimbo, the full frontal nudity. Again, like horror I films. Were, that. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, horror films were getting away from this, but like she spent about 10 minutes of the film just running around naked. I was saying it's like, I imagine saying, Mom. I've got a big film. I mean, has she done anything? <laughs> I don't know, but I was literally thinking the same thing before. I was thinking, is she actually a porn actress who they've hired this because... I mean, who's smoking? Yeah. Yeah, she was great, yeah, but it's like, otherwise, like, imagine her family watching this and just seeing her for 10 minutes running around a car park completely naked kind of thing. Yeah. You just see everything on screen all the time. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, you missed that on this one, Nick. This was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> was, was it definitely not a body double that did it? Did the actors actually agree to do it? Or did I think it, it, it must have been her because she was on screen so often. Yeah, no, it, it will have been. It would it would have cost too much money. It's like not like Game of Thrones where they they, they, they swapped out bloody dinner. What's yeah, her name? Cersei. Yeah, Lena Headey. Yep. Why did she not want to show? Why did she not want to get naked? What's wrong? To be fair to her, I think she might have been okay with it, but she was pregnant, I think, at the time. Ah, uh, okay. I might be wrong on that, but, yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's, there's a few, like, uh, kind of inventive kills as well, like the way that girl gets killed, the, the naked girl. She gets How trapped behind, like... She gets trapped behind the bed frame. Oh, yeah. Like, and he's, he's poking her with the pickaxe kind of thing through the bed frame. <laughs> That's quite, uh, quite good. And in that... So the kills are different um, from the yeah. Other. The kills are a lot more OTT in this one, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they've gone really overboard with the kills. Just yeah. basically, the main way he kills people is by stabbing a pickaxe through someone's eye or head. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. There's a few bits where the pickaxe is on the floor, pointing upwards. Somehow, I can't, I can't remember why. And then, like, their their head is being, you know, like forced down, so the yeah. eye is like near the spike of the pickaxe, and oh. then. Like, and then it like pops through, but it does look good in it. Yeah, it looks real. Yeah, and there's a bit in that scene with the motel. There's a little lady who runs the motel, and oh, the killer, yeah, she's very small, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, the killer pit kills her by uppercutting her with a pickaxe and like pinning her to the ceiling at the ceiling with a pickaxe. Oh, oh. <laughs> it, if I'm, if I'm, I'm remembering correctly, where he bashes her through to like an office ceiling, but as he does it, all the sparks come down because the lights all break and stuff. Yeah, that's the bit, yeah. And after that, the girl gets pinned behind the bedroom kind of thing and it kills yeah. her as well. Yeah. Well, she's actually a lady of very small stature, the, the other one, isn't she? She is, yeah. Uh, yeah, a little lady. Brilliant. Uh, really, really I, like, I like that whole scene. It worked really well. Well, I mean, getting to that, like, uh, the killer, he's like an equal opportunities killer because he kills her and she's like a... Is she technically... I don't know what the, the correct term is. Is it still... A person of diminutive stature, I would, I would say. 
He's like a little, little person. He kills her. He kills the and girl who... <laughs> he kills the girl who is having an affair with the policeman who's pregnant. So he kills a pregnant girl. Oh, yeah. Well, you must be like oh, she, she, she was she was good as well. I was I was gutted that she she died. Yeah, she absolutely murdered her. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> and he killed the uh, the Hispanic maid in the washing machine as well. So it's like horrible. No matter what, no matter what your background is, he'll kill anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not asked. Yeah, he's not a uh, prejudice. But as we obviously we won't ruin it for the ending now, because there's no point in listening, but. At the end, I mean, who really did it, sort of thing? Oh, well, we'll, we'll spoil the ending. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you watch it now, it's so obvious who the killer is. Like, he's yeah. at all the locations where the killer, where the killings happen. My first but, one, yeah, my first, sorry, bit where it was like, he, he, he was locked in a cage, he was like, stop, stop, and then, like, he disappears, and it was like, come on, I know it, this is the guy now. Exactly, that's the thing. It's so obvious who the killer is. They have to do, like, a fight club kind of thing. To make you to make you try and throw you off the scent, who the killer is. Do you know what I mean? It's too obvious. The, uh, they do the split personality thing from Fight Club, where it shows him locking himself in a, in a cage or something like, yeah. making you think he's not the killer. Does that happen in the original one, Nick? No, it does not. No, <laughs> there's no uh, there's none of this in the original one because the killer is the other fella. It's actually yeah, yeah. in the original film. What is the detective? Is the killer in the in the original? No. Well, it's not a it's not a detective in the original one. It's just like the opposing boyfriend for the girl kind of thing. Mm. But he's he, not the copper. He's just he, just a bloke. He was doing that went away for a while, didn't he? All right. Oh, sorry. That's the one who ends up being the killer in this one. All right. Okay. The, the other fellow who's the killer in the old one. Yeah, yeah. Is the actual sheriff in this one? All right. Sheriff of the town. Yeah. Well, he, he plays the same part though. Just like the yeah. new boyfriend. Yeah, basically. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, we mentioned. I did we mention before that like it's Jensen Knuckles playing the playing the killer in the new one. Yeah, yeah. who was from Supernatural, mm-hmm. and it felt like he was trying to like make it big in films at this point. It never really worked out for him, did it? Because he just went back to doing TV and stuff. But right. he was in this, and at the same time, it came out like a month later. They did a remake of Friday the Thirteenth, which had a uh, Jared Padalecki in it as the main guy. Who was the other guy from Supernatural? Yeah. So okay. they had like, yeah, they had like a weird little horror film competition going at the time, like where they were both in remakes of horror films that came out at the same time, and they were both trying to make it big. But ultimately, neither of them did. did they both just went back to Supernatural and did yeah. that for another ten years. <laughs> That's still going that program as well. I believe it's just finished. Did you watch it, Nick? Or Supernatural? I think I yeah. watched like the first five seasons, but I never. Watch anymore after that? I, I, I genuinely thought it ended like t- five, six years ago or something. I didn't realize sure it was like last year it finished or something. <laughs> no, yeah, it was. It was when the fact when I read the news that it was finishing, I was like, "Wait, it's still going." I thought it ended. I, I couldn't believe that. <laughs> yeah, um, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if uh, them being in these horror films uh, played into the. Uh, Plot of Supernatural, they did weird shit like that. <laughs> yeah, like meta stuff. Yeah, they did proper meta stuff. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah, freaky that. <laughs> Just what one thing on the bit where in this film, when they go back ten years to show you the original killings, 
I'm not totally buying them all as teenagers because, like, they make them up to look like they're 10 years younger. But, like, Jamie King, the main actress in it, I think she's a great actress and I think she's a very, very lovely-looking lady. But she does not look... She's the main actress who is the girlfriend of the the policeman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. they do her up to look up, make her try and make her look like 18 or something. It's just, no, I'm not having it. She's like, she was 30 when she made this film. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that's the thing with all the cast. Exactly. They all just do not look 18 kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, they had a go, though. They'd give it a try. Uh, oh, there's one bit where she she's being attacked by the killer in the supermarket towards the end. Yeah. And she spends ages fighting them off and trying to lock doors and stuff. And she gets a little mate to climb up the window to go and get help. Hmm. And then eventually she sets off the fire alarm. And it's like, do that first? Yeah. That's, that's, the, job, thinking, yeah. that's the first thing you do. Like, you're being attacked, set off the fire alarm. Like, Ridiculous. your boyfriend, cop, policeman will come along and you'll be fine, kind of thing. But... And now your pregnant mate's dead because yeah, of the He pushed her out the window and got, got fed to Army Hammer, got yeah. chewed up outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He didn't chop her toe off, though, did he? <laughs> she had some bite marks on her shoulder, I think. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. The dental records will be coming in, though, with that, uh, that Hammerite stuff, hopefully. <laughs> it's a, a little uh, preview of it, Jim, but we're, we're going to get onto your movie tropes in a bit. But There's yeah. one here that I hate. The bit where they find her pregnant mate who got killed outside. The, uh, the policeman and Jamie King are, like, coming around the corner and they see a body. And the policeman's like, stay here, stay back. And he walks over to go and have a look. Makes her stay about just about 10 feet back, just just far enough away so like the killer comes up. You know, like you can get a kind of thing. That happens in so many horror films. There's a bit in Scream 2 where like Nev Campbell's going over to like check out the killer's body. She's like to a mate, stay back, stay back. And makes her stand about 10 metres back. Yeah. She goes over to check out the killer. And then the killers kill the mate who's 10 yards behind. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, is it not just like standard police procedures and make keep people away from the body? But no, that's 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 a, that's a, that's a trope, isn't it? Yeah, just stay far enough back so the killer can get you while I'm over here, kind of thing. While, while I can't hear you, I'm busy or something, yeah. Yeah. Well, keep an eye out for that in future films. I'm sure that's in like every horror film, kind of thing. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but I'm pretty much done, to be honest with you. I've only got a couple of more notes. Uh, the old sheriff in the film, who played the original sheriff 10 years ago, was uh, Tom Atkins, who's like a famous horror actor. He was in like Halloween 3, he was in Creep Show, he was in Night of the Creeps. I'm sure there's more as well. He's been in loads of stuff, but, but really. Night of the Creeps. Night of the Creeps, a great film you'd love, Night of the Creeps. Would I? About little aliens that are taking over a town, yeah. <laughs> are you right? I think, I think I would love that film. <laughs> <laughs> And the, uh, the last note at the very end of the film, they basically blow up the killer. He's right next to like explosive tanks kind of thing in the mine, and yeah. they blow the, the, the tanks up. But he, he's, he could not get any closer to them. It's like, whoa, gets absolutely exploded. And then there's a little clip at the end of the film showing him like escaping the rubble and like walking off. There's not a scratch on him, he's just, he's just been exploded. <laughs> yeah. <It's> like, <laughs> Just not bothered whatsoever. Just climbs up the rubble as like oh, sneaks off, kind of thing. Brushes himself off. Oh no, he dresses up as one of the bloody uh, guys, yeah. one of the other fellows in the 
man. He has the fire thing on, don't he, or something, yeah. Yeah, he dresses as a fireman and fucks off or something like that, yeah. But, like, there's not a scratch on him. He's just, just perfectly fine, you know. It's been blown up, it doesn't matter. <laughs> just, I'm curious, Nick, is it a similar sort of story? Is it like a guy has gone away for a while, come back, and then he it turns out he's the murderer? Uh, well, no, he he doesn't turn out to be the murderer in this one, does he? Oh, of course uh, not. No, it's different. It's, uh, so, yeah, it's the Axel fella. Yeah, but um, but the but the guy did a guy did go away and come back, and there was a bit of a love triangle going on. Oh, um, yeah. Which is touched upon in this one a little bit, I think, in it as well. That yeah, it's exactly the same love tri- triangle, like uh. Mm. But in the, in the first film, she goes off with the boy, who, the guy who's been away for years. But obviously, in this one, he's the killer, so she stays with Axel. <laughs> right. <laughs> Is there any full frontal nudity in the original one? No, that's a bit a uh, bit disappointing. But that's one yeah. thing. Though. I don't know if you don't know if you saw this, Nick. There's a big fat guy in the first film. Yeah. I can't think what it's called now. Big fat guy with a moustache and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's got this hot young girlfriend. And I'm like, how the hell? Do you know something? Do you know something, John? I did notice that. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was I was like, what the hell? Like, it was it different back then? Were were these people able to get like because like no 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 one in the right mind would date that man. <laughs> I think back in those days, like women didn't have as many rights, so they were fucking that day Honest to God, this minor, like I think I don't know whether like he was meant to be like a kind of party guy from nineteen eighty one. That's what they looked like back then, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> he had like he had like this big like kind of like comb over. And he was dead big and fat. He had a big moustache and stuff. Yeah. He had this like this quite pretty young girl. Like, what <laughs> the really hell? How has he managed this? Is he rich though? He's probably cutting up money. It's like look at it, Donald Trump in it, or any 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 person who's rich, really. I don't think he was even rich. He was just a minor, and like by the look of it, all they did a on the minor, week, like a child, <laughs> child <laughs> sex <Yeah>. ring. <laughs> <laughs> all they did at the weekend, by the look of it, was like drive to a car park and drink beer and cook food on the on the, on the engine of a car. It's like. I mean, if I had a car, life. that's exactly what I would do. I think. <laughs> I think I'm pretty much done there, guys. Nick, have you got anything more about the uh, the 81 version you want to mention? No, I, as I said to you before, I did have it on, I had to have it on in the background as I was doing other things. So, um, oh, cool, bit, cool. It's not one of those films that you need to really pay attention to, no, anyway, is it? No, no. I, I looked up every now and then when a when a murder happened and stuff, but or when um, a tip flopped out. <laughs> Well, well, the, the oh, only sorry, you were watching the wrong version. Yeah, the closest version, <laughs> the closest for um, bit um. The closest we got to nudity was like just women in the in the bras. That was about the closest we got. Not that bad. Not bad. No. no, but um, okay. it was so it, on a bra on like a, a sexy factor. We have to recommend the remake then because it's yeah. got more nudity in it. Yeah, if that if if that's what you're after on this Valentine's Day, then hundred <laughs> percent go for yeah. Go for Netflix. In fact, you can't even see this on Netflix. I'm, I'm, you'd have to get it on. You have to have it in DVD or yeah. you know, Blu-ray or something. But I don't think it's available. The, the, the My Blue Valentine in 3D is it? No. So, I mean, you can get it on Blu-ray in 3D, but uh, can't stream it anywhere really, can you? No, you'd have to buy it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Do you want to uh, rate it then, guys? Yeah. 
Oh, so so what what we're doing is is James going to um, rate the two thousand nine version, me the two thousand the nineteen eighty one, and you both, John. Yeah, that's yeah, a good idea. Well, I'll let you guys go first then. You want to <laughs> go first? Chronologically, it makes sense for you to go first, Nick. I suppose it does, doesn't it? Um, well, like I say, it was on in the background, so I didn't. I probably didn't catch as much of it as I probably should have done, but I can't rate it too low because of my not watching it. But what I did see, uh, I'd probably give it about a three point five. About three. That's not bad, is it? Quite, yeah, quite yeah. high rating. Do you recommend? I, I, I'm probably going to watch it anyway, just out of morbid curiosity. Yeah, like, like it's because it, it was just a very, very much a, a slasher movie, and it's exactly what you want in a 1980s slasher movie. You know what I mean? Mm. So there is, there is gore in it and stuff. Like it, it's like a gross yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah, okay. gross stuff. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, um, it's exactly what you, you're after in a in a slasher movie from the 80s. So yeah, three point five. Three point five. Good review. To be honest with you, I'm going to be very generous with this because it did remind me of Final Destination. And I've, I've always liked, when I, whenever I go to a, a violent slasher film, I don't give a fuck about horror films. As, well, I like psychological horrors and, you know, what, the good one. But when it comes to, like, sort of, like, disposable, stupid stuff, I've always favoured just, like, the fast food world. Final Destination is, like, the fast food of cinema, I think, of horror horror cinema. It's easy to watch. It's it's violent enough. There's inventive enough deaths. I think this has got a lot of that, and I think I'm going to go high. I'm going to say two out of five for this one. <laughs> <laughs> go high. I like that. <laughs> but, but no, I that's like that good. that's a good rating for a, for a shit horror film. That two out of five is a good one. Five mice. Obviously, you don't. You know, your mileage may vary, but as far as my concern, like two out of five is a good one for a low budget shit. <laughs> American, you know, jock horror. Yeah, I like the analogy though. The fast food analogy—that's quite good. I like the fact you know it's a bit like fast food. It's really bad for you, but if you just you know consume it really quickly, you'll have, you'll have yeah. fun kind of thing. And never tell anybody that you've consumed it, <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be you'll be shitting for weeks afterwards. But you know you, you enjoy you enjoy it in the ninety minutes when you watch it, kind of thing. So exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm going to be really boring. Like, uh, I'll give them both a 3.5, probably a light 3.5, just because the, the first one, there was a lot of shit horror films that came out after Halloween, like all based around like a, a holiday, you know, like Friday the 13th and mm-hmm. uh, Christmas Evil, stuff like that. And was, I'm sure there's a Thanksgiving one at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, like, it was, there was a proper rush of films that came out afterwards. And I think this is one of the better ones compared to all of them. There's some absolute, like, uh, April Fool's Day. Actually, I don't mind April Fool's Day, but, the, like, yeah, I'll give it a 3.5 for the first one. There's some, some, like, cool kills in there. And it was filmed in Canada, so it's got a really weird Canadian feel to it. It doesn't feel like it was filmed, like, in a big location or anything. It feels like an actual mining town where they filmed it. And the new I one... I it was Canada. Well, that's the old one, sorry, that. Uh, the new one, though. Oh, yeah. Uh... Like you mentioned, perfect analogy. It's like fast food. It's not a good film in any way, but it's a good, it's an okay slasher film. Mm. If that's what you're after, this is probably, you know, loads of gore in it, nudity. What more do you want? It's and it's quite fun. funny as well at parts. It's not, it doesn't take itself too, 
it kind of takes itself seriously, but in a in it like a shit way. So it's fine. It's like it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So three point five. Right. So that was my bloody Valentine. Uh, before we move on to anything else we've watched, Jimbo, you've got a new segment, Jimbo's movie tropes. Yeah, I was just thinking about this the other day because like I've seen so many films lately, and I've thought I've seen that in another film before. And I've seen it in something else before, and I've seen it in a cartoon before. Let me give you an example. Like this, this is the first example I could think of of a movie trope or like a cliche in a film. I, I, don't, I don't know whether you'll be able to guess what film this is from, but I've, I'm sure I feel like this is in loads of films. Right? Imagine an old lady, and she's got a big summer hat on. Like she's she's got a gardening gloves on. She's on her hands and knees, just doing a bit of gardening in the front of a suburban beautiful like house. <laughs> The protagonist from the film often, well, it could be a, a female uh, protagonist, turns up and mentions the name of, of, of uh, the person that she's looking for or something like that. And she's like, yes, yeah, so Stephen Jones. We'll just use that name, for example. And it's like, oh, you know Stephen Jones, do you? And it's, uh, this is such a specific one. This is a really bad example, but this is what got me onto the idea of like, such a movie like trope or a, a cliche. I've got the feeling that like an old lady doing a garden in the front garden with like a you know, big hat on and shit like that. And then the main person, the main protagonist in the film comes over to the house because she needs to get some information for this case to work out. And it just so happens this old lady's lived in that house long enough to be able to tell her, but she's doing a you know, garden. So what film specifically did he see that one in? I think it might have been Double Jeopardy. I think this film was in Double Jeopardy. Oh, right, right. The Ashley Judd film. But I am convinced I've seen this in loads of films. Like, I feel like I remember watching this film and thinking, fucking hell, I've seen that before. Like, on a different film. Yeah. Well, you had a different one before that I think is even better that you mentioned on the, uh, on the group chat. Okay. You mentioned the one about, like, usually in horror films, I swear I watched a film the other week called Follow Me. And this was in that, oh, yeah. where, oh, like, yeah. they'll be stuck somewhere or something. And, yeah. like, uh, they'll be like, oh, we need to get, like, this guy will be like, phone, phone the police, whatever. And they <laughs> check the phone, they've got, they've got, like, no signal. They're like, what? No. Yeah. Or the battery dead or something. Oh, yeah, well, no signal is the main thing. That's the main trope in it. There's no signal. Oh, my God. Yeah. And there's even it's some... Been... I can't remember what horror film this is. It's just, like, we're going on a, we're going on a trip out with the lads and you can't take your phone with you. You've got to put it in this box and I'm going to lock the box and put it in my car just so we can't have any distractions. That was a thing as well. I feel, like, I feel like I know, I know an example for that as well and I can't think of it now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But yeah. that, that was one. One of the other ones notes I've got down. Enhance, you know, like CSI Miami or whatever. It's like uh, get that CCTV camera oh, that, 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 like, that, that oh, yeah. <laughs> camera. Yeah, they always do that, don't they? They've got like the most blurish video ever, and they just like yeah. Zoom in on that um, yeah. license plate. Enhance. <laughs> However, though, going literally not strange, very far away from this. Recently, I, I got my, my mum had sent me some pictures of my granddad who was in the in the Air Force in the Second World War. And there was a picture of him against like a shop window. And there was like a World War II sort of poster in the background. And today I've actually found out, the, uh, nearly, I've, I've found out that 
it must just be that they've used the same design because I found like even the pictures on the poster in the background that I've, that I've found on, on Google, they match up with the pictures, uh, picture on this poster in the background, but they've changed the wording. So basically someone just thought that's a cool picture. of It was a union jack, uh, a union flag. Uh, and it's bent in the same way. It's bending in the wind in such a way on the, on the drawing, on the image. And it's, I found exactly the same one. I was like really, really happy I managed to find it, but the wording was different on it. Um, and the reason why I found it was because on on Android phones, I think you can get on on Apple as well. There's there's a program like, a, like an app called Snapseed, which is probably apart from Lightroom, you can get Lightroom Mobile, which is pretty good. But Snapseed, I'd probably say is it might be something to do with Google. I'm not sure it's entirely, but it's one of the best photo editing softwares for you know phones or tablets or something like that. And I, I sometimes it, if I get a picture that I send to my phone of whatever, I'll often run it through Snapseed just to you know, mess about with you, know, edit it and make make, make the colors yeah. and stuff right, sharpen it or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I actually used the sharpen feature and I really did enhance that so I could read what was on it and it kind of worked in a way. <laughs> I like that. But can I just go from a, a totally different topic there when you mentioned about like phones and stuff? Like I, I watch like uh, true ghost sightings and stuff on YouTube all the time. I'm always watching videos like that, you know, like, oh, I'm interested in stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, I just find it interesting. I don't, I don't believe any of it, but no. One of the cliches within that, so many people will be like, oh, look, we've got a, uh, a picture here of a girl looking at the mirror, and the reflection in the mirror doesn't match up with the girl. And like, it happens all the time. People are saying, like, oh my God, look, the reflection's different from what's actually happening. And it's just the camera. Like, the camera captures pictures at different, different uh, angles speeds and stuff, different angles and different speeds. Yeah. That's all it is. You know, like with an iPhone, excuse me, you could do that. Uh, is it called like, spatter burst or something where it takes like about 10 photos within a, within a second or something right you know what i mean by that it looks like it's moving like a moving picture yeah i know a moving bit yeah I, I, yeah but it's just like literally just it's just 10 like 10 frames from a second or something and all yeah. those photos are it's just like a different frame from a different second that's why the reflection doesn't match up with the person yeah, yeah. Do you know what i mean yeah, yeah, it's a completely logical explanation for it, but everyone's always like, "Oh my god, the, 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 that reflection's cursed." <laughs> <laughs> there was a guy who used to have. I watched this documentary recently, and it was a bloke who claimed to be able to take pictures of ghosts, and the ghost could write messages on his Polaroid camera. But it just so happened that when Polaroid stopped pr producing film for this Polaroid camera, that you could um, prolong the shutter speed for enough enough to you to you know, light, you know, light painting is where you have the exposure for 10 seconds and you can get a light in a dark room. You can like basically write something and the camera will obviously pick up that light. It will be like uh, light painting, they call it. I feel as, like soon as, it making, as soon as they stopped making, as soon as they stopped making this camera, like, yeah, the ghost just went away. <laughs> it's like, what, what are the odds? Mm. Like? I don't know if it's the one I'm thinking of, but there was a case in the 80s of House in America. But I think this one, this one is actually documented to be weird because... It didn't just have to be a Polaroid, it could be like anything. And they got like Latin messages coming through in photos and stuff and on, on video and stuff like that. I mean, I'll everybody in that, I mean, my dad's generation, my mum's generation, they just knew Latin because you got taught it in school. So, I mean, Latin doesn't really worry me. I mean, anybody could really theoretically write something Latin on something, couldn't they? Yeah, but it's almost like burned into the film or something. Like, so like that light 
print thing, but apparently, like, news news reporters went around and stuff and actually did it themselves and were like, how the fuck is this working? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'll find out for the next part the details for it. Yeah, that would be interesting, actually. But I do it feel like... That, I mean, like, any... Uh, you know, manip- you don't have to manipulate film. You can literally take a picture and you can manipulate it in real life so that if someone looked at the, you know, the film or the actual, the raw file of it, whatever, it would, it, it hasn't been adulterated. It's just, you've used light creatively. That's all it is. It's an art form. It's not a ghost. And if ghosts were going to do shit like that, would they be messing about with cameras or would you reckon they'd just go straight to your thing like we were talking about earlier? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they just really like cameras. Like Christopher Nolan, they love film. Exactly. Or like, you know, <laughs> if uh, you had a secret word or a special word that if like a uh, Harry Houdini came up with or something like that, why can't they come up with that? And why are they, why are they bothering messing about with people's camera equipment? <laughs> it just seems a bit weird, doesn't it? Everyone's got a camera in the pocket now, so why are they only messing about with cameras that you can really, you can manually control? That's a point, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's got a high resolution camera in the pocket really now, haven't they? And you can do manual things. I bet if you, I bet if you, my camera, my, my phone is on at the minute on like a bendy tripod, similar to like a, a, a name brand one, but not. But I've had it 10 years and it's working fine. It's a bendy tripod, put the phone in it, works great. You could put that there, put the settings on your camera. You could probably just set the shutter speed to quite low, like maybe like uh, a long uh, like duration, like 20 seconds or 30 seconds or something like that in a darkened room. And you can basically... I've seen pictures of people uh, on, on cameras and things like that on the tripod and do like a beautifully intricate you know, drawing of like a, a dinosaur skeleton in the middle of an abbey that's abandoned at the night and stuff like that. It, you can do whatever. You, the camera, they say the camera never lies, but it does. <laughs> well, well, the camera doesn't lie, but it... Yeah, uh, we could, this, this could be a topic for another time, like the, the, the tricks that you could Definitely. do. Like focal length, like the wider angle of the lens is, the more far away everything looks and the smaller your face looks, the more weird. You, if you move closer to, to, to somebody with a wide angle lens, yeah, the face might look all yeah. weird. And distorted. All without and stuff like that. Yeah, that's why people use portrait length lenses, like anything between 50 and you know 135 or something like that. That's probably a good, good focal length to use for taking pictures of humans and things like that. If you start using... Anything longer it can make people look chubbier or make everything look flatter yeah. or if you use a wider angle lens, it might make your face look all, you know, like big nose and like, you know, it's the... I was, I was watching like a guy on the ghost thing. I was watching a guy the other day who like, he'd caught something on, on film or whatever. But he was showing on the thing, like he was flicking through the different filters, like night vision, you know, uh, heat sensitive camera and stuff. But he was flicking through all the different cameras on his phone, different like filters and stuff. And in every filter, he looked different because, like, the way on some of them it stretches out, one of the ones it goes portrait and stuff. Do you know what I mean? So, like, it it completely changed the image depending on whatever lens or filter you're using, kind of thing, because they're just totally different. He looked different. Camera angles are so important, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what lens you're using is really important. Like, you couldn't take a, 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 a. you couldn't use a wire like, like mobile phones. Normally, you've got a, a field of view similar to like a thirty in a thirty-five millimeter film sense, like a twenty-eight millimeter lens. Like most phones have got a twenty-eight millimeter lens on them. A lot of the modern ones now have got like a wide, ultra-wide angle lens on it as well, which is like a, like a sixteen millimeter, for instance, or a fourteen or whatever. And then like the, the more telephoto ones, sometimes they've got like five times optical zoom, so it might be like one hundred and twenty-eight millimeter or something like that. 
So some some like some yeah. cameras have got like four or five cameras on the back of them, haven't they? Some some uh, phones have. But yeah. like a traditional think... wide angle lens, you can't achieve the same results as, as you could with a telephoto lens. If you only take a picture of a bird in a tree, it's impossible to do that with a traditional, you know, twenty eight millimeter equivalent phone camera, for instance. You, you yeah. You'd have to be really yeah. close to, to the animal to, to do that. I did that actually. Yes. I, 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 it's in my story the other day where I was I was in a bird hide and a robin. I think people in the bird hide feed the robin or something. And it just yeah. jumped and I managed to do it on the phone. Like it, oh, it was nice. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want to get into what we've watched, guys? Or okay, we'll get into what we've watched. Uh, I'll start off if that's okay. I've watched uh, Twister. I think I mentioned on the last pod that I watched Speed One and Two, so I wanted to uh, go on and watch the uh, the third Yandy Bond film from the mid nineties. The uh, Buster couldn't slow down. <laughs> well, the the reason I mentioned Twister as well after after your tropes uh, segment, Jimbo. There's a trope in this which is in loads of films, and I can't think of any other films. But there's a bit where they're all sat at the dinner table eating, and uh, they're all talking about like. The worst tornado I've seen, and like one of them's like, "Oh, I saw an F two once. It was it blew, it blew a house over, but it was really bad." And like Philip Seymour Hoffman's like, "Oh, really? I saw an F four. It was even worse. It was well bad." And then the newcomer girl is like, uh, "Has anyone seen an F five? And everyone goes quiet. Like, oh. you don't only mention one, it. Well, they're like, only one person has seen an F five, and that's how. <laughs> And that's Helen Hunt. But I swear that happens in loads of films, that kind of thing, where like everyone's yeah. quiet. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but is that the one that Helen Hunt saw it as a kid? Like she saw it as a child and then Yeah, that's the, the, the bit that where her dad her dad sort of could have held the door down but decided to just sort of let go. You didn't even need to hold the door down, like they were all fine in there, weren't they? That's what I thought, but it just got to stand with them. It's holding the door down. The door gets blown off, and it takes him with it. <laughs> I know, like what? What the fuck? Like, just don't. They were fine. Just stay with your family. You'll be yeah, fine. Just walk down there. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was. A, I thought, I, I'm going to keep an eye on. I swear, I've seen that in like a million films. That kind of trope. But uh, yeah, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed Twister. It's a really fun mid nineties action film. They have like. Uh, Again, like it's a bit of a cliche, but they have like these running jokes that seem to be in like all the films back then. Bill Paxton has only come back to get Helen Hunt to sign his divorce papers. But as he's meeting more and more of the cast, they're all like, Oh, Bill, I'm glad you're back. He's like, I'm not back. I'm just here to get the divorce papers signed. But it goes on for like about 45 minutes where like I keep meeting new people. Like, oh Bill, glad you're back. He's like, I'm not back. <laughs> it is a trope in a way. Yeah. <laughs> well, he is back. He, he ends up being back full time. 100 percent back. And just like how uh, how charming all the cast are, it's just, it's just fun hanging out with them kind of thing. You know, exactly. I think Seymour Hoffman was brilliant in it as well, I thought. Exactly, playing like a proper kind of like space yeah. cadet kind of character. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, like I said, there's that big that big dinner scene, you just want to spend more time with them kind of thing, just having a laugh and what have you. Yeah. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I was even thinking about giving it a 4.5, but I'm going to go with a 4, 4 out of 5. Really good mid nineties action film. Definitely, uh, definitely recommend going back to it. Brilliant. Yeah. So, have you guys got anything? Nick, have you seen anything lately? Uh, yeah, I've watched, I was going to say I watched a uh, documentary on Netflix. I wanted to talk about, which was called yep. "Crime Scene: A Vanishing at Cecil Hotel." 
which mm. was uh, which, which is about the missing girl um Elisa Lam. Um okay. uh, yeah. and I remember I remember like when it first kind of happened, I was dead interested in it, me. I was quite uh interested to find out how, like what happened because there's like video of her like acting really strange so it's just like was she possessed obviously i never yeah. actually, i actually never thought she was possessed but um if you, you know, give us a quick rundown what actually happened with that one nick so so there's a, a girl that she kind of went on holiday to like see um la and she stayed at cecil hotel and the last video of her she was like acting really strange in an elevator and um is she of Asian descent? Is she? She was, yeah. And um, I think I've and, seen the same story. And then she was found in a water tank on the roof, dead. People were complaining about the uh, the water, weren't they? People were in the hotel were like, I, I, I didn't realise you had a coffee tap. Like, why is it? Why is Bovril coming out? Uh, why is Bovril coming out of the uh, the, the hot water tap? Uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's just four episodes. Um, um, so, 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 like an hour each. So, so, like it doesn't get dragged out too much. It's just quite interesting, like because they, they go through all the kind of theories that people have, and there's like, um, I mean, I suppose this could be construed as a spoiler, um, but um, for anyone listening, um, but um, <laughs> but um, but there's this person called um, oh, what was his name? But he was like a heavy metal. Um, artist and he and he like all his songs are about murder and stuff and it was like proper where everyone's like yeah. oh it's it's him it's him people ruined his life online and there was like a video of him at cecil hotel it's like look he was at cecil hotel um so um so it, it definitely people literally ruined his life oh. and uh it turned out he, he was at um cecil hotel a year prior to, to elisa lamb so he just wasn't even in the same country at the same time no but, but he's just had his life ruined it's fucking quite sad, really it's quite yeah. sad, really. That's that crazy. Mad. I need to watch this. Like, I, th- I think I mentioned to you off the pod, Nick, before that we'd actually spoke about this. Like, I'm sure it's episode one, maybe we did. You know, don't spoil the ending. I'm yeah. sure we mentioned it on that. And had a bit of a. We were doing like we were doing creepy past segments back then or something. I think we might have done the first the first few episodes. Yeah. I'm sure, it's on one of them. Like, it's a fascinating case. But I mean, I've not watched the documentary yet. I've, I've, I've had my sister's told me bits and pieces here and there. Wasn't there something weird about the medication she was on? Yeah, that's was called was it the medication called like Lamalyza or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Um, yeah, basically, yeah, Lamalyza. So, but and and also um, there was some weird shit about like um, if you went to the website of the drug or something, um, it had like her hometown as like really. Uh, yeah, it was weird. As like, so, so like the the theory with that one was kind of that. I mean, I'm probably butchering it, so it's probably best for you to actually watch it yourself. But um, like, the theory was that like, like Elisa Lam was kind of made by the government to kind of. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to do. I can't remember what it said, but it was a weird it's theory. But but the thing about the, the the documentary though is every fucking theory they throw at you, like, oh my god, that's the answer in it. And, and like even that when you're like oh my god maybe it was actually the government, <laughs> um, <laughs> but but I don't think they actually ever explained why, like, like how that those massive coincidences was coincidences were actually a thing. It's weird. That is weird. It's a bit like the uh, the Armand Hammer thing we know about before. Like what came first, 
Armand Hammer or Ar- or Armand Hammer. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what came first, Eliza Lamb or Lamb? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'd recommend that. It's uh, it's actually quite interesting. Very good document. I'll definitely check that out this week when I'm uh, when I'm working from home. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll have that, have that one in the background. Yeah, uh, Jimbo, have you got anything? Oh, sorry, Nick, what are you rating that out of five? Uh, ooh. I don't know, maybe. I'm going to sound like a broken record, but uh, 3.5, I think. <laughs> I'll definitely, uh, definitely get on this this week. I mean, I might, I might be giving, being a bit too low with that. To be fair, it might, might deserve a four. Yeah. Cool, cool. Jimbo, what you were, uh, what have you got? I've watched a few bits and bobs lately. Um, I watched a Russian film called Sputnik. Has anybody seen that one? No, no not heard of that. It's a bit of a uh, psychological. It's, it's sort of like a cross between Chernobyl and Alien. Oh, right. Can you imagine combination like, of Let me guess. Russian astronauts find an alien. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, they come back down and, yeah, some the alien, like some weird shit happens. Not really, I, I, not really much you can say about it other than it's quite slick. It's worthwhile watching Sputnik. And I can't remember what it's on. It might be on Amazon or it might be on Netflix. It's, it's on some sort of streaming service. Uh, I don't, I don't want to spoil too much about it. I just want to say, I just want to give a shout. That's a bit really more than anything. Sputnik, that was pretty good. Uh, I recently watched um, The Man That Wasn't There. I'm not even going to rate that one. I'm not even going to rate this one, probably. But The Man That Wasn't There, which is the uh, the Coen Brothers film. And uh, this is the first one. Oh, movie. right, yeah. With Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, yeah, it was. I thought it was really good. Yeah, it's in black and white, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a film noir in a way, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'm not watching it now for like literally 20 years. Was it like 2000 it came out or something? Something like that, yeah. I watched it when it came out and I loved it, but like I say, I can't remember much about it now, but I definitely remember enjoying it. I recommend watching it again then because it's got quite a few people, a few actors and actresses. That would uh, that have been in a lot of the other Coen Brothers productions as well. Yeah, it's one of the few Coen films I've not got on DVD or anything. I've got got loads of the other ones, but yeah. I don't own that. But if your internet ever goes down, at least you've got some DVD access there, do all some sort of like Blu-ray shit going on. But just to mention, Jimbo, I think there's some ghostly shenanigans going on. There's like a ghost moving your camera lens at the moment. Yeah, my, uh, <laughs> I've got one of those bendy tripods and it, uh, it gave way, it looked like, so I'm just going to rearrange it now. So. <laughs> it was a yeah. bit too bendy. Pretty haunted, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and lastly, um, sorry, just before I go, the penultimate one, Cuba and the Cameraman. It's, 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 it's been on Netflix for ages, this one, and I've been putting it off for ages. And it's about a bloke who is a... Is a, is a a documentary maker and a cinematographer, whatever you want to call him. And he goes to Cuba, we went to Cuba in like the seventies and he was sort of, a f- he, he'd done sort of dodgy filmmaking stuff about like, um, like controversial topics in America. He decided mm-hmm. to go over to Cuba around the time of the Cuban missiles crisis. 
and he'd gone over there and he, he filmed and he actually got an interview with um, Fidel Castro. But it seems like from this documentary that Fidel Castro's took a shine to him and he's been allowed to go back to him every few years. So he's been going to Cuba like once every like three or four years uh, and going meeting up with people. I'm not sure if you've seen the guy called Bald and Bankrupt on YouTube. It's a YouTube channel called Bald and Bankrupt. It's similar to that. Oh, no. Um, yeah. I mean, there, are, there are, I'm sure he has his own controversy surrounding him as well. So I'll leave that to you to <laughs> that you wish. But yeah, I like Bald and Bankrupt. He's, he's good. But this fella, uh, Cuba and the Cameraman, it, you can get it on, on Netflix, on, on just subscription Netflix. Uh, he goes back. It's beautiful to see the way that he uses Sony cameras the whole time. And it's interesting to see the way that every time he goes back, he's using a, di- a newer camera and the aspect ratio has changed. Oh, now it's HD or, you know, I mean, oh, like, he goes back over like five years. And it's kind of de- it's depressing, but it's also beautiful in a lot of ways as well I, I highly recommend watching Cuba and the cameraman it's such a fantastic documentary and it just starts out in like the, like the, the late 70s early 80s and goes all the way up to modern day time and he goes back and sees people what they're doing now and he's he's made friends with some of these old guys who work on a farm and stuff and it talks about the, the, the problems that America have given him and the, the fact that like people are People are stealing things from each other and killing each other because they haven't got enough money and stuff like that. It's because of that sort of like well, as soon as as soon as Russia pulled out of you know the, 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 as soon as like the, the the embargo and things like that, you know, like the, the Cuban missiles crisis and things like that, it goes yeah. into that a little bit and it just shows you like as soon as the USSR and the, the Berlin Wall came down, Cuba didn't have any any relevance anymore. So now it was not only an enemy of of America, but like. Not even mean like it's like the, the uncool friend to Russia as well and all the communist countries. So they got neglected. yeah, they got kind of they got kind of dumped almost by both of them kind of thing. <laughs> it seemed that way. Yeah, I don't even yeah. I'm not a historian or anything, but but it's interesting to see Fidel Castro's because uh, the, the guy who actually made the documentary had a bit of a rapport with similar to the way that like Louis Theroux had a had a rapport with you know Jimmy Savile or someone. You know, it's like. Yeah, he went back every now and then to get some sort of goss out of him. It's funny, like when he, when he was talking about it, I thought of Louis Theroux. It sounded like his kind of thing, you know, like that. Yeah, because he does that quite often. Like he touches in with people that he interviewed like ten years ago. You know, what I mean, he'll go back yeah. and catch up with them, kind of thing and stuff. Yeah, highly recommend this. I can't even compare it. It's, it's not even like any documentary I've seen. It's not like any film I've seen. I can't even rate it. All I can say is it's definitely worth a watch and it's on Netflix if, if you've not got a Netflix subscription I'm sure you could I don't even know if it's on DVD you could you could you could you know suck some guy off and they'll probably give you a DVD of it <laughs> find it somewhere yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah very good. I'm, I'm definitely interested in that yeah no Cuba the cameraman fantastic and the last thing is this is quite a recent film <clears throat> it's called The Little Things and it's Denzel Washington's new film um, with uh, Rami Malik or Rami Malik, yeah, Rami the Malik. bloke from Bohemian Rhapsody, and Jared Leto as well. And uh, it's it's an interesting. It, I feel as though it tries to be, um, you know, Zodiac a bit too much, and 
yeah, you can't really compare to that. But yeah, it's it's worth a watch. The little things it's coming out. Sorry, and is it about a serial killer? It's about a serial killer. A true a true life one, or made up for the film? I don't know. <laughs> no, that does sound interesting. Mm. Definitely into that. Love Zodiac. Well, I'm much so about it for now, but I mean, if, if once we've all seen it, we can have a little bit of a chat about it. Just wanted to bring yeah. it up because it's really quite. It's one of the most recent films that's out there, so it's worth touching upon. But yeah, I I think uh, the little things. Nice. Okay, one. Phil. I'll definitely uh, I'll definitely keep an eye out for that when it's uh, out out on the old Blu-ray or something. Exactly. Uh, can I just jump in? I just mentioned I watched. Uh, I told you both the other week, but I watched Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh yeah, came out like, came out like a year yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't expecting much or anything, but I thought it was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. It was, it was, you know, I didn't hate it. Basically, it was a good watch. What uh, was um, what was Jim Carrey like in him? I've got to admit, he wasn't amazing. He was very much an autopilot, but it's you know, if you like average Jim Carrey, you'll you'll find a lot to enjoy. He's he's not bad. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just Jim Carrey, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Very much like the Riddler, that kind of performance, like okay, okay, I yeah. prop like over the top, egotistical bad guy kind of thing. Jim Carrey was in, um, he was in Kick Ass too, wasn't he? He was in Kick Ass too. Yeah, he played like General Roadkill or something. He was good. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I think he did quite a good job of that character in that film. Yeah, I mean, spoilers as well for anyone who not watched Kick Ass too. <laughs> I think he was there to be a big shocker when he got killed, kind of thing. Hmm. He gets he gets brutally killed, it don't he? <laughs> it does, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was okay in this. Like the weird thing is for me, it doesn't almost feel like Sonic. It doesn't feel like a- an adaptation of the video game. Like I don't know if you thought this, Nick, because you've watched it before, haven't you? Yeah, Sonic. Yeah. It felt to me like some like the whole point of the, the video game is that Sonic is like super cool. Yeah, he's a really cool character. In this movie, Sonic seems like such a loser kind of thing. Just, uh, he's like he's stuck in lives in a hole in the ground at the start, like and just on his own. He's got no friends or anything. Yeah, and he's almost like borderline mad because he's like not even Tails. Tails isn't there. No, he turns he turns up in a in a post credit scene. Spoilers. Just, are we <laughs> Yeah. He comes. It's going to be in part two, which has been announced. Part two is coming out next February. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, announced the other day. Has anybody seen the Pokemon film, Detective Pikachu? Yeah, yeah, yeah Detective Pikachu. It's very similar. I, I've I not seen that. I've never, not seen either of these films, but I can only help but can compare them. The ones, you know, like a big franchise from Nintendo. One's a big franchise from Sega. Yeah, I mean, the are films comparable? are Definitely, they are comparable. I, I didn't mind Detective Pikachu. I think I prefer Sonic a bit more, maybe. But uh, they both like that had Ryan, Ryan Reynolds in it. This one has James Marsden. It's like the human counterpart kind of thing. Is he? Mm. Is he the guy of X Men? Is he? Yeah, Cyclops from X Men. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, I thought I thought it was fine. It just didn't feel like really anything to do with the video game. Like Sonic's a bit of a loser at the start. Yeah. Got no mates or anything. But uh, the thing that I really did like. They rip off the Quicksilver uh, speed running from the X Men films. I don't know if you remember um, Jim, but yeah. you watched the X Men films. 
whenever yeah. Quicksilver runs fast, everything just stops and he just moves around and moves people around and stuff. And pops yeah. In and that's basically when Sonic goes fast, that's what he does. Strangely though, I mean, kind of does that on One Division, but not really. Yeah, I think we're going to see that in One Division at some point. But yeah, Sonic, literally, I mean, I don't know if, if it's been trademarked or not by Fox or whatever, but if it if it had, I'd be like suing because it's literally exactly <laughs> the same scene virtually. <laughs> yeah. That one, like other than in, in X-Men, Quicksilver's doing stuff like making people punch themselves and stuff. And then Sonic is giving them wedges and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I don't know what the guy's name is, but there's actually a Marvel character called James Sanders, you know. <laughs> really? And he's called like he might he's he's either Marvel or DC. I think he's Marvel, and he's called like the, the fast roast or something. I don't know what he's fucking called. He's, he's called James Sanders. If you Google James Sanders Marvel, it comes up and he's like some like fucking weird Flash ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely again for the next pod, we'll uh, we'll look into this. Yeah. Get the full deets. Yeah, we will get the deets going on. Yeah, but yeah, I love the, uh, the the speed running. Again, it's a complete rip off, but it works for Sonic because he's fast, isn't it? You know, and it's uh, really good. And there's a little thing at the end where Sonic keeps on falling back on it to beat everyone because he's so fast. But uh, Doctor Robotnik has a little like a way of catching him out. He has a thing where like he can do it as well to stop him from doing it. It's a nice little twist. But uh, yeah, it was great. There's a, a little running joke through it as well. He refers to James Marston as the Donut Lord, I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> He's always eating donuts, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the film, like, Jim Carrey's like, who do you think you are? And Marston's like, me? I'm the Donut Lord. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was quite good. I mean, I've never seen the film, but like looking at the trailers, of, like, Jim Carrey's the last person I would, I would, I would cast as Dr. Robotnik or Eggman. Or it is weird, because that's the thing, like... He, Brian Blessed or someone, or like, or, or maybe even, uh, maybe even, um, uh, Chris, uh, you know, Jake, what's it called? Patrick Stewart. I think he could have done it. Well, like, like you mentioned there, he's called Eggman. And I always assumed it was because he looked like an egg because he was fat. Yeah. And that's why they called him Eggman. But in this film, he's not fat, but he fires eggs at them. So that's why they call him Eggman. Ah. But I just, I just thought he should have been fat, but you know he's not fat in the, the film. So <laughs> I always thought it was Americanism because, like, I've always, I've always known him as Doctor Robotnik, and that's it. That's it. Yeah. I've never knew him as Eggman. I think in, in the West we call him Doctor Robotnik. In Japan, call him Eggman. Ah, uh, right. That might be. Why I don't understand where I've just heard Eggman before. It's like, well, I don't, what who the fuck, Eggman? Yeah, but in the film they twist it so he has like these little drones that pop out of eggs or something. <laughs> Well, yeah, I thought, I thought it was a, I thought it was a fun watch. I'll give it a two point five. Nice. It's probably a bit low, but you know, it's Sonic. You know, it's pretty yeah. good. Okay, yeah. John, you'll give it a two point five. That's, that's a good review, though. That's <laughs> good review. Anything two point five and over is a pass for me. It's a thumbs up. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Nick, have you got anything? I have actually got one more film I want to talk about. Just it just came to my mind before. It's on Netflix called. Uh, Next, with Nicolas Cage. I've seen this. It's, the, it's based on a... Uh, what's the sci-fi author called? Oh, I can't think now. But is it not like a time travel kind of thing or something? Like yeah, it is kind of time travel, yeah. 
he can like move like five minutes into the future or something. Well, he can see like two minutes. I think it's two minutes into the future. Is that what it is? Um, but um, but there's this girl that he can see like fucking a long way into her future. Um, so, so yeah, it's weird. He, he, he's. I think he tries to like save the world from like being blown up by nukes or something by using this power or some shit. It's weird. <laughs> it's so weird. But um, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna spoil it here because I need to touch on this part of it. Yeah. Um. So so like there's a bit at the end of the film where he's like saving the world and everything, and you're watching it for a good like 15, 20 minutes at him going around doing all this shit like. <laughs> Um, because he sees what's going to happen, he like tells people to move out of the way because they're going to get shot or something. And it's and like you're watching this for all this time, and then at the end of this like 15, 20 minutes, it just goes back, and none of it happened. And oh. that was, and that was basically the end of the film. I was like, you are joking. I, I was yeah, that sound. Uh, I was fuming. It's one of the things I'm sure I've watched this about fifteen years ago or something when it came out, but yeah. I can't remember. Does it start off by being like a magician or something? Because he yeah. can kind of. I think is that what it is? I think he explains on the film that he's like, um, like he's. He can got, see the cards or something. So he can like. No, he's he's got the power, but um, but um, like because people would be um scared if they knew the truth. He has to pretend to just be like a magician, right, right. Um, like a David Blaine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that, I'm not not a fan of that ending. I hate, I hate anything where like you have an ending, but it turns out it never happened, kind of thing. It just feels it, a bit like a dream. Or it, it was honestly almost like the entire film didn't happen. You just like what the fuck? Just yeah, on. cop out in it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like uh, the end, the way Twilight ends, the whole Twilight saga. There's a massive battle at the end, but it turns out the battle never happened. It was just like <laughs> the uh, the vampire who had, who had the power to see the future. Saw what was going to happen, and did something so none of it happened. It was uh, they all lived happily ever after kind of thing. It was like that's what? that's similar to what we were talking about before, though, isn't it? That's similar to what we were talking about before with the Deus Ex Machina, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, a ridiculous plot device. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got what. Oh, sorry, Nick. What are you rating her next? Uh, two out of five, maybe. It probably oh. would. It, it, it probably would have got a much better rating if it um if it weren't for that ending because I was genuinely enjoying it until that happened and I was just like, no, whatever. <laughs> just spoils it. Yeah, it did ruin it. I've just got one more film, uh, Jimbo. Have you got anything else, mate? Or um, yeah, no, no. No. I started to watch the dig and it was shit, so I turned it off. <laughs> <Bend it off. laughs> I've just got one last film. I think both of you would love this film. Definitely worth uh, I think you're both checking it out. It's on now TV at the moment. It's uh, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner from 1967, directed by Stanley Kramer, who is a, is known as a bit of a, a a director with a message. He makes films to, like, you know, put a message out there kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And it's uh, Sidney Poitier. He's one of them actors, Sidney Poitier, that I've heard loads about. And I don't think I've watched any films with him in. But after watching this, I can understand why he was regarded as such a great actor. Yeah. He uh, is like a 40-year-old black black man who is going out... What, with like what year was this, John? 1967. No, oh, 
and he's going out with a 23-year-old, uh, really posh, like, uh, left-wing white girl. Mm. And they're going for a meal with her parents, and they don't know that she's dating a black man in in right. okay. And she says to him, like, it's not a problem. They're a really, like, liberal fam- family. They've brought me up to be like this. They won't have an yeah. issue with it. And when they get there, it's like, they, they do have an issue with it. <laughs> so, uh, and, like, the whole film is just them turning up for dinner. And, like, the, the fallout is kind of, like, they want to get married. And they tell the parents this. And the parents aren't, you know, the dad's not happy with it. The mum comes around and she's fine with it. And the dad's like, no, no, they, you know, I'm not, I'm not happy with this. Uh, even though they're a, a very liberal family, he still, he has issues that, like, what he explains, he has it. His issues are how are they going to be treated by the rest of the world, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see like what 50 mean. years ago, kind of thing. Yeah. It's just a really interesting film. And the weird thing is, it's like a drama comedy. It's got it's a funny film, kind of thing, but they deal with these massive issues in it, kind of thing. Uh, like, I think you'll, you'll appreciate this, Jimbo. When they get there, the family have like a, a black housemaid, and she acts like Samuel L. Jackson does in a Django Unchained. She's house, really, house brother, sort of thing. Well, she's really uh, uh, reacts really badly to Sidney Poitier because she thinks he's got ideas of his station and stuff. Do you know what I mean by that? I know what you mean. Yeah, I know. Bit, a bit Stephen, like it, Stephen in, in Django was considered like a, a bit of a snitch, wasn't he? Sort of like he was on the side yeah. of the white people, wasn't he? he? Was exactly like she's really creepy. He was a creep, like, wasn't he? You know, as if like you shouldn't be here. You know that you've got no place at this dinner table kind of thing which is really you know yeah. a really weird attitude to have kind of thing but i really think qt got that idea from this film you know of like to make steven like that in jang one yeah. but uh yeah there's a little bits like that in it kind of thing uh the the parents as well of the liberal girl are spencer tracy and Catherine hepburn who starred together in all like the romantic comedies back in the 30s and 40s and stuff like that and this was the last film they started together because Spencer Tracy died two weeks after the filming. And he didn't even get, didn't even get to see the film released or anything. Uh, so it was like the end of their, their little pairing kind of thing. And uh, at the time, like critics had issues with the film because they felt that the Sidney Poitier character, he was there to like impress the family kind of thing. And they felt like he was too white, basically. Like he, he wasn't like a... A, a genuine black guy. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. He's, he's I black, he's is, black is a state of mind, you mean? Well, yeah, like he, he was perfect. He was a doctor and stuff, you know, and he was perfectly mannered and stuff like that. And so critics were like, oh, it's not a real representation. It's not like a real black guy. But I feel like that is actually, that is the subtext of the film. He has to act like that just to get accepted by the white family. Yeah. Do you know what I mean by that? Like he yeah. can't almost be himself. It's got to, it's got to be perfect, otherwise, like a just just an average white guy could probably just be himself and it'd be fine, kind of thing. But yeah, yeah. he has a big he has a bigger hill to climb. He has to be up here perfect, otherwise they won't accept him, kind of thing. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I, I don't know if I'm making a point well there, but no, no, I, 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 I understand exactly what you mean, there, John. Yeah, so like critics were like had an issue with that, but I think it's I think it's intentionally part of the film that like he has to act like that. But uh, just one last point, there's a little line in there where things are escalating and the daughter, out of nowhere, invites her, her fiancé's parents to, to dinner and uh, that's where the line comes from. She says to him, 
she's got a cat and tall today. She says to her mum, guess who's coming to dinner? And the mum's like, oh, who? Reverend, Reverend Martin Luther King. Like it's a bit of a jokey line kind of thing. Yeah. But he was shot, I think, about a year. No, sorry. He was shot after it was filmed. But before the film came out, oh, he was shot and killed. So they, they removed that line in theatres because they didn't want to that anymore. But it's back in there now. But uh, for like a year or two after the film came out, they removed that line. That's what upset anyone. I, I completely understand why they would have removed that. I don't, I don't think that's censorship. That's just kind of like, whoa, bit too no, soon. Yeah. Definitely, especially when the films, it's a, it's a message movie, you know what I mean? Like, it's trying to trying to put a message out there. Yeah, and fuck it now. They don't want to piss anyone off, you know what I mean? So, like, I understand why they removed it, but they put it back in there now, kind of thing. Right, fuck. Yeah. Interesting. But, yeah, I, I loved it. I think you I think you guys both in particular would love it. Uh, I'd yeah. give it, like, a, give it a heavy 4.5 out of 5. 4.5? That's really good. That yeah, yeah. It's, on a, it's on Now TV at the moment, so... Uh, if you get a chance, check it out. Okay. Yep, so are we all done, guys? Have you guys got anything more you want to mention? No, I think I'm done. Cool, cool. So should we wrap it up then, guys? Yep. Yeah. Great stuff. So uh, if you're still with us, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back. We're just about to uh, go off and record one division, so that'll be a... Uh, you'll probably hear that before you're hearing this, but with the current the current schedule there'll be an episode up every week so yeah so hope you enjoyed it guys yes yeah. see you thank in a bit yeah thank you very yeah. much see you in a week's time bye cheers bye Ta-ra. I hope you enjoyed the show you can email with any feedback or complaints at don't spoil the ending at gmail.com or you can tweet us at dste podcast thanks for watching